I'm the type that's gon' go get it, no kidding. Breaking down a switch in front of your building. Sitting on the steps, feeling no feelings. Last night it was a cold killer. You gotta keep the devil in his hole. But you know how it goes. I'm front line every time it's on. 100 pro flow, running shoot pro. 458 drop, playing bulletproof song. Every few shows, I just buy some new gold. Circle got smaller, everybody can't go. Downtown Diamond District, jewelers like yo. Hustle, holla at me, I got Cubans on the low. Through the Cancun, smoking Cubans on the boat. Then dock that Tulum just to smoke. Look, listening to music at the Maya Ruins. True devotion on the bluest ocean. Cruise. My cultural influence, even revolution. I'm integrated vertically, y'all blew it. They tell me hustle, dumb and down, you might confuse me. It's like that weirdo rap you choose to. Welcome back to another episode of Black Seinfeld, the show about nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's the prolific, so gifted, the Trinidadi, the Panamanian poppy, rude boy, top gunner, Sakpanyamada, Giovanni Anglin. What's going on, people? Yo, yo, it's Bashanissa, aka your favorite new YouTuber group, you know? That's right. Recording live from Queens, Gio is in Brooklyn. What is going on? Your favorite TikTokers, Addison Ray ain't got nothing on us, B. We do all the dances. We do all the shucking and jiving on Kimmel. No? That far. Addison's like light years away from the game. I, 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 I never watch a full video. I just know that she's number one. I never knew about Addison Ray until she was on Fallon. I'm sorry. That was Fallon. Really? I, no, yeah. She, I know about her. That. Well, That's fine. It's not your target demographic. You are no longer the Z generation. That's for your nieces. Exactly. Well, it's like you said. I'm not the target demographic, and plus, I never wanted TikTok. You finally broke me down and and forced me to get a damn TikTok, and you you were really good at it because you were like, this is for the brain, Geo. This is for the benefit of Black Seinfeld. This isn't for you. This is, this is for the business. And that's why I freaking downloaded TikTok on my phone, and now yeah. everyone is sending me TikToks. It's the growth. It's the process. It's the only direction. Because in order to evolve, you also have to evolve with the system. And the system says TikTok is, that's what's up. Mm. And that's what's up. You know, it's like, it's the reason why we haven't been so active on Facebook, but we do relatively well on Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. Like Instagram is just it. That's the That is true. So we're not good on Facebook, Facebook, but we're good on Facebook. You feel me? Yeah. You get that double entendre? Facebook process soon, but it's just like, the target ads and stuff that's that's something that's true analytics but it's still a double entendre anyway because at the end of the day it's still facebook no but it kind of targets different demographics much much better I well know. probably as good as instagram but mm-hmm. it's like who's using facebook like, yeah yeah i know what you i know what you're saying but what i'm saying is audience yeah i know what you're saying but what i'm saying is no matter if you drink sprite or fanta at the end of the day, you're still supporting Coca-Cola. You feel me? Yeah, the Coke, the Coke corporations. Yes, sir. Exactly. So that's but the same thing. Let them know where you can find us at. You can find us on Black Seinfeld NY on all of our socials. That includes now TikTok and 
finally we got the youtube up and running so shout out and hello to all the youtube listeners and viewers watching this right now so please hit that bell icon for notifications smash that like button i hope i'm doing that right drop a comment because it's good for the algorithm and stuff because that's what youtubers say yes yes sir um yeah the black Seinfeld uh youtube page is now running it's i'm so be, proud of it i'm so proud of you it was a month in the making for and it's funny it's letting the people know just full disclosure behind the scenes things this behind, is exclusive for y'all exactly so i've been trying to do this since the first week of march and you could attest to this because i always let him know the small hiccups and problems that i had as he said premiere is what the movie industry uses to edit their films and and it's a it's a big curve to to understand and, and use and to master it's gonna take a while yeah not only did it take a while it's like there's so many settings that if you just want the best quality you yeah. have to be perfectly fine with wasting time because some things take 15 hours just to process exactly you realize you begin to realize how crappy your computer is yeah it's not built like that maybe yeah. that's the terminology it's not it's not built it's not for meant it. for it <laughs> um but I, over the summer i did upgrade my ram i had 16 gigabytes originally mm -hmm. and jumped it all the way to 64 because apparently exporting a uh two hour file pure hd 1080p the highest quality requires around 40 gigabytes yeah so <laughs> it's pain i've been doing this for three weeks Every week, I I always give Gio a deadline. So, yo, I'm coming out. This is going to come out Friday. Like, when I okay. set up everything, mishaps. Well, next week, Gio. Do the episode again. All right, Friday, bam, more mishaps. And there were mishaps on Friday, too, but I was able to quickly uh, solve all the issues. And uh, I was able to get them out. And see, on my end, I feel like whenever I ask you about it, I feel like I'm being pushy. Because I would always be like, uh, hey, Bash, um... Like it's the end of Friday, man. Every, every is everything okay? We good? Did anything happen? And he would be like, "Yeah, um, we should be up by like Saturday." I'm like, "All right, cool." And I'm like, "Hey, take your time. I am not rushing you. I just want to make sure everything is good. I want to make sure your computer didn't explode." Nah, man. I bought this. I barely used it the year I bought it. That's the the funny part. What year did you buy it anyway? Twenty early 2019. Okay. What Early year is it? Teen, I copped it. I uh, kept it in the studio for me and my friends to use. We didn't even use it that much to make music. Hell no, you uh, don't make beats anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but if you listen to the YouTube, we can't play music, obviously, as we could do on live radio. But the, right. every um, instrumental that you hear during the 15 seconds of the song that we played is a beat that I'll make. So I, oh. I don't want to use those weird YouTube beats that that one dude made. What YouTube beats? So in order to get around uh, being demonetized, YouTube will give you a bunch of tunes in order to use. Ooh, generic so, stock footage, stock music. Yeah, stock music, completely legal. Like they paid for it so you could use it so mm -hmm. you won't get in trouble. Okay. So apparently there's like, the, I forgot the gentleman's name, but it's like one person that produced like the one's that we use the most. Uh, I mean, we, I mean, the YouTubers mm. would use. And it's kind of hard to like hit up somebody and say, hey, make me beats for my video. Right. Especially if you're hitting like those million, million views within the first like 24 hours. Holy crap, are we YouTubers? 
No, th- yeah, that's the concept. I, as long time use, like first time, long time. Like oh, now, man. now we're officially trying to. Throw, we throw our hats in the game. Oh crap! Long time coming. You thought about it back in two thousand six. Oh, definitely not two thousand six because I didn't understand what the YouTube partnership and what a YouTuber could have been because back then in two thousand six, all it was was just people just uploading stuff just for the love of uploading it. But now here in 2021, this thing is a business, okay? People have verified checks. The, the, the picture, the audio, the image quality has gotten so crisp and, and clean where if you watch this video right now and we don't have at least 1080p or, or great audio sound and we're not entertaining, people aren't going to watch. People are only going to watch like the first three seconds of this and just, and then just click off of it, you know, but back in 06, everything was a lot simpler back then. All right. People were still recording in 240p and it was regular. All right. HD wasn't a thing yet. Yeah. Yeah. So we got like old YouTubers like Smosh that used to be number one. The people like Mr. Beast and PewDiePie, it's like those guys, like if they come out, well, no, what's his name? Logan. Every time. Oh, Logan Paul. Logan. And uh, like, for example, Mr. Beast, like they come out with a video, bam, 25 million, like Hell bam, yeah. 200 million. But see, we knew Lo- Logan Paul Dude, from oh, Vine, though. One YouTube. Yeah, I, I understand. But yeah. even so, YouTube, with the, with the way that it's structured, mm-hmm. if you're able to rack out, out like those views and those uh, continuous people that subscribe and actually watch your videos every time you release it, mm-hmm. it's a win-win. So if y'all want to help us out with our YouTube, please go to YouTube.com and just search up Black Seinfeld and everything should be there. Right, Bastion? Yeah, it should be there. Um, pretty much you Google it, too. It's been a week. That's it's been right. one of the months since we I opened it. Mm-hmm. But now we have some videos up there. So if you just type in Black Seinfeld, yeah, mm-hmm. it should pop up. That's right. We have the full episode so you can watch everything that you are currently listening to now. But you get to see our gorgeous faces. You actually get to see what we look like. But also, if you don't want to watch us for the full two hours, we have different bits and pieces that we cut up for you all to enjoy and watch some of the I'd say the the highlights of the show, some of the favorite, some of our favorite things that we've talked about last episode with uh, the Wu Tang versus and and the Black Farmers, and what else did we talk about? Oh, the Stacey donuts, Stacy Dash and donuts. Yeah, so everything curated by Gio. He's the one that kind of works on the timestamps. He sends this to me early mornings, and I just separate everything mm-hmm. and uh, clean it up. So. I will try to be very, very professional, consistent. Yes. Uh, try to update every Friday. And then throughout the weekend, we'll upload the clips. That is correct. And hey, if you would like to email us anything, if you have any concerns, please email us at blackseinfeldny at gmail.com. But also, if you'd like to listen back to older episodes, you can also go to our website. That's right. We still have that website blackseinfeld.com and now this day going forward all the previous episodes such as last week's episode is also going to have our youtube link in the each episode so that way you could just watch the episode instead of our spotify embedment or whatever you know what i'm saying yeah Yeah. Uh, apparently a lot more people actually listen to podcasts on youtube compared to yes using a podcast app so you know if you're doing work on your computer just Click the tab. You don't even got to watch this, but you know, click that tab. 
Mm-hmm. Take 10 seconds. It's easier yeah. than uh, getting your headphones out while you're working. Bastion, question. Say if Yo. this thing blows up, or I guess I should say when this thing blows up, how would you react to people coming up to you and asking, hey, are you Bastion from Black Seinfeld? What would what would you do in that situation? Are you going to have a Kanye moment? Are you going to be Alec Baldwin? Are you just going to run like Lil Uzi Vert? What will you do in that situation? Yeah, just say the, the yeah, exactly. Yep, that's that's me. I, I probably like, I guess the funniest joke would be uh, like my lowest just be like, yep, yep. It's me. You take a photo. All right, move on. But I doubt it'll be like that. I'm pretty. It's like it's regular. Like we regular dudes, unless we're trying to stylize. Like I buy golden grills on the bottle, get my ears pierced, and wear like gold heavy chain. Yeah. Then then it'll be official. Then you're just shining. You want to be stopped and say, hey. But if you just like be regular, no. You see me in the hoodie and the hat all the time. So. That is true. Well, it's like I always said. I can't wait to sell out. Okay, I'm trying. Yeah, I would like, like to buy that gold chain. I mean, like the gold grills too. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I want to get a grill, or because this is how we're gonna start the show. There's a photo that I sent you of a bust down a COVID chain where the dude he he laminated his um his COVID card and he put it on some like black I mean some some plexiglass or whatever, and then he got some gold freaking Cuban rope blinged out as a chain so he's wearing the freaking covid vaccine card as a chain and i thought that was like the illish drip ever he's getting ready for the passport yeah covid passport as we discussed last week like now it's uh, making rounds and conversations since the cdc uh recently came out and saying that from what they've seen so far people that take the vaccination shot that get covid um they don't seem to uh get the virus out of them when they're talking and when they're spitting in those, uh, you know, micro, micro populates. So that's what they're saying so far. Um, if you're like me, that just want more information, more time just to wait it out before. Yeah. Just like wait it out. But that's kind of the most recent news about that, which yeah. is pretty interesting. And that was you. my biggest concern. If I didn't get the vaccine is not because, as airborne as before. Yeah. Yeah. That was my biggest uh, concern. If I didn't get the vaccine is because we, I knew, and I figured that, you know, different companies would have these rules and regulations in play where if you don't get the vaccine, it might hinder you in doing things that you want to do or love to do. And if you don't want the vaccine, you're going to have to, come out with these um with the testing or whatever so i just didn't want to do that anymore so i just figured hey i'm just gonna get it done and by next week hey i'm gonna be fully vaccinated and i will tell you how i feel because i've been seeing this with my friends whenever they take the second vaccine the second dosage they always get sick and they always get high fever and stuff only one person didn't get and that was walter Gotcha. So you go from 80% after the first, well, 70 to 80% after the first shot. Then after you get the second shot, you're at like 100%. Yeah. But even then, each state and each country has their own variant of the vaccine now. I mean, of the, um, sorry, not the vaccine, of the damn virus. So I don't know. Does it even work anymore? Whatever. Yeah. I think that was um, the reason people were a bit, uh, not confused about Johnson Johnson, but like they're wondering, it's like, why is their percentage so low or uh, why did they take so long compared to everybody yeah. else? Why it's is the effective rate doing, so low? Yeah. Yeah. But they were doing more uh, study in 
different places like Brazil and other uh, countries. Yeah. But one thing that's interesting is the poorer countries, like how fast will they get it, right? Mm-hmm. How fast will they get the vaccine and will they be able to organize and displayed it as fast as like, you know, America, we, 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 you know, we're in New York City. They have their system by, you know, April 6th. They should have all adults. In um, New York. Able to, in New York. I'm talking about strictly New York. Yeah. We'll be able to get the vaccine, uh, the vaccine shot. Yeah. Which but, is what about the other countries? Yeah, you're absolutely right. But I think the issue here in America is the fact that we always run on capitalism, right? So the companies such as Pfizer or or Moderna, the, you know, those vaccines are their property. They're, it's their intellectual properties, right? And so what they think about it or, and what they want to do is obviously make money from this, right? So the issue is they don't want to they don't want to issue out their um their vaccine to different countries if they're not getting any sort of benefits or money from it. I think that's the issue. It's always a money thing. Of course, like making the most money is the most important part. I think like people like in in Europe, they're mostly using like AstraZeneca and mm-hmm. uh, the biotech uh, Pfizer. And it's kind of funny because recently they were talking about the blood clots not too long ago. And then they had to come out over there and saying there's like no such things like we the research. We looked at the reports and we see like nothing connected to the blood clots. Yeah. So it's it's that's pretty much what's going to happen for the rest of 2021. It's constant updates and said, hey, with the new test, this is what we got. And if something happens, like we'll research it and make sure that it's either debunked or if there's a problem, then all right, go fix it. Mm-hmm. It says there are update software patches to the to the vaccine. Yeah, so you gotta yeah. keep an eye out on mm-hmm. that as well. As of March thirtieth, um here in New York at least, um, people at the age of thirty and over are eligible now to receive the vaccine. So Bashan, I know we're not 30, but, you know, it's something. I have a lot of older friends that are 30 and up, so I'm sure they're contemplating on taking the vaccine. And as you said um, initially, that only here in New York, Cuomo and de Blasio made it official that starting April 6th, New Yorkers, adults from 16 years up are all going to be eligible and available to take the COVID-19 vaccine. So that means April 6th, everyone is, everyone is eligible. You can go out. That city MD is going to be packed outside. It was similar to what happened during Christmas time, during the holiday season where everyone was trying to get their um, COVID testing. And I remember blocks just be the blocks just being full, just full of people so long that the line actually curved to the next block like that's how long it was so i imagine the same thing is going to happen but 10 times worse 10 times worse i feel like it might be the same percentage because now they're in control on who gets to come right because you're like hey we're gonna make an appointment we're gonna make an appointment for 130 people today so they'll be able to render the time because i'm pretty sure it's like you come in Everything's organized. They get your name. Fifteen, you get the shot. You gotta wait fifteen to thirty minutes before you get to go. 
Yeah, you, that... you, yeah, they sit you down after you get the shot, and you have to wait at least 15 minutes to make sure you don't have Faint. a seizure or something. Yeah, so oh, fainting is one of them, but yeah. that's just, it's all about like the body, right? Mm-hmm. So and yeah, how your body adapts to it. And you're around the area. There's a city MD next to you. Yeah, there's a couple of COVID testing sites, and there are a city MD on Atlantic Avenue. So I've been seeing people just stand outside waiting to get tested all around me. So this should be interesting. I'm going to be surrounded by people trying to get the COVID vaccination. And here's what it, what's interesting about it, too, is uh, a lot, for the most part, you don't know which dosage you're going to get. So you can either get the Pfizer or the Moderna, but you won't get until you actually sit down and they tell you what you're going to get. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I was like, oh, I'm trying to get to Johnson & Johnson. And you come in, it's like, I only want Johnson Johnson. It's like, sir, it's randomized. Yeah, it this, is, Like, bro. this week we got this. Exactly. Like, no, not even this week. This day we got this. It varies oh, day to day. So day, one day, day could day. be Pfizer. The next day could be Moderna. Interesting. That's one thing I learned about Johnson is. Johnson is, like, it could be shipped without it being freezed. Oh, really? The other ones. Yeah. Huh. Why is that? No, it's just they're built different. I actually saw a YouTube uh, video talking about, like, the history of Johnson & Johnson, especially in, I think, the Congo. No, don't quote me on that, but it was a What they doing in Africa? Africa? Yeah, it's a very complicated video. Yeah, what the hell was... are they doing up in Africa? Are they giving lotion to Africans? No, no. It was uh, more complex about, like, you know, they have a lot more jungles, hence more different type of feasors fever and disease of mm -hmm. course i'm over oversimplifying it but just to have a cleaner conversation they already started testing no vaccines pun intended on other diseases uh way before most of the other pharmaceutical companies started doing it so mm -hmm. they have different technology hence they are like they're ready anytime like something a new disease happens they, they know how to test it and they know how to get a vaccine out of it like really really quickly of course, it's like much, much deeper until, as you said, why are they in Africa? It's like a whole yeah. terrible, terrible, terrible history. But of course, I, it is. I, White people in Africa is never good. It's never good. Never, never good. good. Yeah, it's it it's. Anyways, that's You've seen much the what Johnson Johnson's built different. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So it's spring break, and fashion. Do you plan on going to Miami Beach, South Beach? Spring break, spring break, spring break. You don't have Do to be a child to go to spring break. Gio, like, when's the last time we took a vacation? F of AK, I feel better at work. Bless. Like, see, like, you don't take vacations. I don't You're take not... vacations. Yeah, I don't take vacations either. I'm not in the rush to leave my comfort zone. Of course, it'd be great. Like, you know, fly off. I flew off to Aruba like what, two years ago. I remember that. Mm -hmm. That was like a plastic beach. It's like, okay, I did it. I, I went to a plastic beach. I enjoyed my time. I don't want to do this again. It's plastic. Like, it's like American food on a nice view. See, my thing is as to why I'm not doing vacations because I'm busy hustling for us, for this show, for this quote unquote brand. I want to do this now so later on I can go and have vacation somewhere where I'm comfortable and I'm making a livable wage, at least six figures, at least like a hundred thousand wage. He says six. Hell yeah. 
well, I plan on staying here in New York. Like, oh, if you want to have, like, a livable, comfortable life in New York, you have to make at least, like, 75000 Yeah, that. If Yeah, uh, comfortable, more than comfortable. You yeah. want to spend on, you know, on, like, unnecessary things whenever you want once in a while. Exactly. If you want to do that stuff, at least 70, 75 grand at the minimum, right? Yeah. So I want to make 100000 at least because that'll be that's a cool that's a cool number i'm a six i'm a six figure hitter you know what i mean and i can live comfortably i can get a an a nice apartment an okay-ish apartment two grand a month and and also you know i'll have my own business or we're gonna have our own business just hopefully bashing because i've been i've been listening to joe budden okay hopefully i don't want us to lose our friendship damn it all right i'm seeing what's happening to joe budden all right yeah it's uh <laughs> they joked about that many times too it's like you when damn we break right up, da, da, da. first the fat boys break up and every day i'll wake up it's uh not to get into that situation. No, we're not. No, we, I think we just we're just a smaller group. We're not like a corporation. Exactly. But this is what happens when you go solo. So, mm -hmm. but South Beach, uh, Miami Beach, South Miami Beach. You're on Spring vacation. break. You bring your your friends. Bring your homies. You saved up. You mm -hmm. haven't been on vacation in the whole year. That's your, right. Your boy hits you up like, "Yo, you're going down to Florida for oh, the Disney World." Like now, nah, no, no. Miami. We're going to Miami for the baddies, baddies, for the boo things. And it was it was wild out there. It was wild out there. So wild, in fact, that the mayor of Miami Beach, Dan Gelber, had to ha declare a state of emergency due to the um, high volume of people on South Beach, on Miami Beach, and he closed everything at 8 p.m. It was an 8 p.m. curfew. Which in turn screwed over all the restaurant owners, screwed all screwed over all the club owners and the partiers. And that first initial initial week, which was last week, when the curfew happened, people didn't want to go home. So th there was an angry mob essentially on South Beach. Let them mob out. Mm -hmm. It's all about the safety of the pe of the uh, local residents, right? right? That's what it's all about. But here's the issue, though, right? This is Florida, okay? And we all know how crazy Floridians are because Florida was one of the first first states. I was going to say country again. It was one of the first states that still had everything open. Florida. For a very long time. Georgia. And now Texas being those early states that have everything open. And now that things are going back to semi-normal, as we just stated here in 2021, you bet your ass people are going to go to South Beach, especially people from New York, okay? Because Miami is like a second home for New Yorkers, okay? That's that's the residential um, area for New Yorkers to go. And if you can't afford Miami, you go to Atlanta, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Miami and... and in Atlanta, those are the two spots where people from New York reside now. There's like a little New York in Atlanta now. It's crazy. Embarrassing. But you know what else is embarrassing? There's grown-ass men. And I'm talking men in their late 30s, early 40s going to South Beach during spring break. And to be honest, I find that creepy. 
I find that weird and creepy and you should grow up. You shouldn't go there during spring break. That's for the the people in their 20s, okay? I say Oh, okay, okay. I was about to say I don't get it. Like people go on vacation all the time, but you're right. Spring break. Spring break. It's, no. If you are over the weeks. age of 30, stop going to spring break. That is it's gross. Not for you. It's not for you anymore. Sorry, Unless... Playboy. Unless that's like the only Groupon deal that you could afford. Nah, not even that. That's not for you. All it's right, go you. go for, go during a different time. Go during the summer or something. Do Easter. Yeah, do Easter or something. Nah, you can't do Easter. You know why? Because that's where the Isley Brothers and uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire are gonna do that versus battle. So after Easter, because Easter is a holy day. All right, after Free Easter, frame. then you go. Featuring, oh man, featuring who? Who's hosting the whole thing? Steve Harvey. Steve, Steve Harvey, Harvey. Because Steve he loves Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, that's hilarious. That's that's great. So you must be doing it for free. Oh, apps? Nah, I don't think he's going to do that for free. Steve Harvey? I think so. I think something like this. It's like the small pro bono stuff that you could do. Because mm -hmm. they, don't need a, they don't need a host. They never needed a host, but see? Exactly. Like pro bono. Mm-hmm. See? Like, imagine the RZA um, hosting, like, the Raekwon and Ghost. Now, you see why I said the tag team with with uh, Ray and Ghost and Redman and Method Man would have been cool? Because it could be done. It can be done. That's too ambitious. Steve Harvey's hosting the damn thing. We're going to have the Earth, Wind, and Fire and the Isley Brothers. That's going to be way more than five people. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I was saying last week. That's all. Gotcha. But so, yeah, spring break is crazy. Spring um, break. Well, what's going on with the Tokyo Olympics? Oh, great question, Bastion. That's why I had this on my list. So the Tokyo so the Tokyo Olympics was postponed back in twenty twenty due to, of course, coronavirus. So thankfully now that the Tokyo Olympics twenty twenty one is actually going to happen, but they made a ban on all foreigners, all foreigner spectators. So basically, if you're not a Tokyo resident, you are not allowed to watch any of or buy any tickets or go to any of the Olympic Games. It's only reserved for the Tokyo locals. But here's the but here's the issue that's going on right now. Refunds. Oh, I didn't think about that. So, well, I was reading an article that people that previously ordered tickets to the Tokyo Olympics a lot of it has to a lot of the people that did order these tickets they ordered it through um third party um third party sites right so what they're doing is they're issuing refunds but they're not issuing full refunds for example because those third companies need to still make a profit right and they've lost a crap ton of money so far because 2020 never happened so, for example, Bash, say if I ordered a $1,500 ticket to go see the swimming, right? They are, they're going to issue me a $1,300 refund, and they're going to keep the $200 for themselves. That's not too bad. It's not too bad. It could have been worse. It could have like, been worse. Not giving you a refund. That, too. But me being me, I figured I, I would want the whole $1,500, but I get it, though. I totally get it. You still need to make some sort of money out of this. Mm, I, I guess so. Money. Yeah, I guess so. I was thinking about the advertisers and the local businesses, but I think we did. Did we have Black Seinfeld during the yeah the World Cup in Brazil? 
Did we? I and that was back in I don't remember the year. That was 2018. But, so we definitely were doing Black Seinfeld, but I don't remember if we discussed the World okay. Cup. Yeah. So like the biggest problem with the World Cup in Brazil was because they would use so much of the land, they'll build stadiums, and of course they knew that they weren't going to use it afterwards. Oh yeah, of course. And they will always say it's good for the businesses because they have more tourists to come and uh, buy their food. Mm-hmm. But it's only for a short period of time. And exactly. it's not as profitable as people think it it's is. It's really not. And one thing I, I never liked about um, the Olympics when they when each country had the opportunity to like build up their own stadium is the fact that they quote-unquote clean out the area so they mm. get rid of the the locals and stuff and, and some of the homeless and a lot of the homeless people that may be there to create this like big mecca this big behemoth to make sure that you know the the foreigners and and the people who do go to the olympics see whatever country that they're visiting as this big like paradise essentially when you know actually actual people live there and their lives were affected due to the building of the stadiums yeah and it's a one-time thing too so for them um to say like hey only the locals locals only Mm -hmm. you know it's going to be pretty interesting especially because a lot of people will try to like you know swing their way over there to japan just to even see it Mm -hmm. but there's other things to see in japan so that is true that is true there are other things to see in in japan but i think my prediction is they'll probably change it up a little bit what do you think? It, what do you think they're going to change it up to? No, they're just going to allow a limited number of spectators, but they'll have to be approved, and it's probably going to be like either close family. Limited amount of foreign spectators. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, even if they're not connected, I think they'll probably limit it. It all depends on um, pretty much how COVID is for the rest of twenty twenty one. True. I would think some of their uh, the competitors' family could get the invite, right? Well, it's not that like, I won't say it's not that important because you work really, really hard for the Olympics. True. But it's like, yo, stay home. Mm-hmm. Let me do my stuff. I went to high school with this um, guy, Bruce Carrington Jr., and he's a boxer. So I knew that he was uh, he's training for the Olympics. I don't know if he made the team yet, but he's training for the oh, Olympics. Okay. Brownsville okay. native. You already know the vibes. Brownsville, home of Mike Tyson, home of fighters is what we do. Brownsville, never run, never will. Shout out to Brownsville. Hey, hey. So let's get into the first song of the week. Yeah, Bastion, because I've seen this track list, and no offense, like, it's good and all, but it's very dated. No such thing as dated, all right? It's old people music, music. Bastion. It's old. Yeah, I, I like to have themes, and this theme right here is a little bit like either funk, groove, or just old and classy. So the first one I want to talk about is Womack and Womack. The Womack family, this is probably like, I, I think this album came out when they had like six kids and stuff. But this is the song Candy World. Feel my candy world. 
That was Candy World by Womack and Womack. Welcome back to Black Seinfeld, the show about nothing. Bastion, I liked the song. It had a very daft punky sort of vibe with the robotic sound. You feel me? I like that. I like that part. Yeah, it's a, it's an old classic. I'm a big fan of the song. Uh, it's very childish, mm-hmm. too. That's kind of the funniest part about it. It's like they're just singing like, you know, family stuff. This is uh, Womack and Womack. This is like, like I said, this is like probably when they had like all those kids. Mm-hmm. That they're making like children music. How did you discover this? Uh, no, it's, it's Womack. Come on. That's Fair. a big, very important name in the music industry. Good and point. Like one of the brothers. So. Okay. I, I actually like it. It's. It's not something I'm going to listen to every day, but I appreciate the record. I appreciate the song. I appreciate the lightheartedness. I appreciate the cartoon references. And I appreciate the sound. It's it's very chill. Oh, yeah. So you got, you're going to be uh, surprised what the other songs I'm going to play. All right, cool. But I'll tell you one thing, Bastion. There is one person who has been surprising or... I'd say he is definitely pissing off the music, the music world, Christians, Nike, and that king is Lil Nas X, my hero. Uh, Longtime supporters. Longtime supporters of Lil Nas X. Since he came out with that Old Town Road back in 2019, and I kept seeing that damn meme where that song keeps playing and then everyone starts transforming into this cowboy getup i've been a fan of lil nas x since and he's he's had controversy after controversy i mean this one right here is a bit it's a bit stronger than the other ones i remember the first one being that his song isn't a country song and that's why that song wasn't on the country charts and then billy ray cyrus came to to issue a hand and then he came out with like five remixes one with Young Thug and BTS and the Walmart yodeling kid. And then he just kept dropping song after song after song. And Little Nas X, to me, he's no longer a, a one-hit wonder. He hasn't been a one-hit wonder in a while because he came out with Panini. All right? Little Nas X is great, okay? He, he got slaps. I like his style. I like the fact that he is himself 100 percent, and that kind of leads us into his newest song montero my name is montero and uh as you said it hit a lot it hit the fan hit the fan real quick Mm -hmm. the video came out i think i waited like maybe two or three days before Mm -hmm. no like two days before i watched it but hold on fashion even then that song he kept teasing that song since last year i don't know if you remember this but he was in his car and he was playing that track and people that, were like I, yo I video i completely forgot yeah about and, it. and i remember people were like yo you gotta you gotta drop this track and he waited a year later exactly a year later to drop this track along with the the music video oh yeah post post yeah 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 and i thought it was very interesting i thought it was very in- something like he teased for a long time that he came out and he developed a very interesting music video. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I kind of waited a day or two before I watched it. I think I just didn't have time or I just wasn't trying to listen to music. 
I saw it at the premiere at 12 o'clock because, you know, YouTube, they do the premiere video streams or whatever. So I waited until I saw the stream and I thought artistically the, the video was dope. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's funny because the first music video I was thinking about is the one of the F, uh, FKA uh, Twigs. Music video, so, uh, FKA Twigs mm -hmm. uh, music video cell phone because they have kind of the same uh, like design using the stripper pole it is and, exactly identical i'm yeah. not gonna lie it's it's very similar it's extreme it's basically a mirror of the same video in certain parts yes and i was kind of not surprised when other people kind of discovered that too and you know, i'm a huge fk twitch right. fan i thought her music videos are always very complicated question do you think because lil nas explained in in that um in that post that he on he honestly didn't know about the similarities of the video but do you believe that he didn't know or do you believe that his company didn't know or the people that he signed to didn't know his team his peoples no i i believe they knew i believe they as a creator especially as someone that wants to create things mm -hmm. you have to kind of copy stuff right if you want to make things that are good you're originally going to copy it but you're not going to sell it because your copy is just your work in order so it can get better. So when you want to create your own things, you have an idea on the process. So for them to do that whole thing, apparently, this is what I'm guessing. They had an idea, but they didn't know how to develop it. Mm -hmm. So when they were looking at other ideas, they probably saw FK's Twigs video and thought like, oh, this is a great idea. Let's create it. Of course, I'm assuming this is me just, you know, thinking as a content creator, as a, a this is a, and now as artists. a YouTuber. Yeah, and now as a YouTuber. That, yeah, it's okay to steal, but you have to do it differently. Mm -hmm. And for them to, maybe they tried to do it differently, but they weren't able to get the artistic shot out. Yeah. That they just, I don't know if it was on purpose, but they pretty much at, at certain points, they're able to like cut scene to scene. Yeah, it's, it's basically, it was like a blatant ripoff. Because Almost. I do believe like the strip using the strip pole could be something that you want to do because I know Cardi B is doing it mm -hmm. and it, it just kind of rolls into what music is now. Right. And of course, I think FK is like the ones that not popularized it, but definitely has the, the most eye and keen to use it the most. That is true. And FKA uses um the, sh the strip pole to me as an art. Like whenever she's on that pole, remember when we saw her or I don't know if you were there with me. I was. Oh, you were? All right. So you remember when we were there at, there at Afropunk and she was on the pole and she just made it look so effortlessly and, and flawless. Like to me, it was just art instead of like a strip pole and at a strip club. Like it, w it was an actual like dance and art almost. You exactly. Know? And, and she always gives uh, shout outs to all the like the strip the strippers and the sex workers. Mm -hmm. So to kind of know that it's like it's important to know that this is um, their art form. And I'm using it to kind of convey my own message with it. Right. So she, she's really good at expressing where she's getting her ideas from. And that's something that um, I think the producer, Andrew Thompson Wang and uh, Kelvin. Well, no, Andrew Thompson Wang was the one that kind of produced and made the visuals for the masterpiece of the music video. Mm -hmm. And those guys work hard and it wasn't easy. It's like, oh, let's come up with a music video and put it together. It's like they probably scrapped a lot of ideas in order to get the idea out. So for her to kind of express and to reach out 
and for them to kind of talk about it and say, hey, you know, like, come on. But they both wrote posts about it, so you guys could check it out online. And I thought it was like very good, clean, like respect the artist. You take something, you know, you get called out. The, the worst thing you could do is push it to the side and be like, I don't get... know what she's talking about. I, I, yeah, I, uh, yeah. F F K A twigs. Exactly, and we've seen that before. Like artists would just blatantly just either ignore the situation mm -hmm. or just wait until it just get in the in the back theme and, and fail to give that artist credit until people make a huge think about it yeah so it, it was very interesting yeah but little nas x is classy he gave fka twigs props um, uh, i'm assuming it's like the people in the team members like oh yeah we did like use their idea like a yeah. lot more than you think like you did what oh mm -hmm. my god you know i can imagine so the Alex actual Gambino video had that problem too oh what was the video with uh gambino uh, with um this is America. Who did he rip off? Well, who who inspired that it, video? I forgot the artist, but it's like if you listen to the beat, it's very similar. Even the flow is like very similar. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. So yeah, it's something to look into. Okay. So let's actually get to the video. What happened in the video that has made Christians angry, that has made parents angry, that has made the music industry angry that has made Nike angry. What happened in the video, Bastion? So we got we got to split it into two bullet points. Okay. Right? And if it was a PowerPoint, it would be called the promotion. Yes. All right. Who the is Lil Nas X is a master marketer. I was just telling this to to Mike. Um, to me, this is just my take. Lil Nas X is the gay. Takashi 69 and the fact that his marketing is such genius mm, he mm. knows how to troll people uh, like he, he is a master trollsman he is great at it and he knows how to stir up controversy but not I controversy in, in a <laughs> not controversy in a Takashi way but it took but but controversy in his own Lil Nas X way because Lil Nas X has been controversial ever since he stepped into the music industry I, I, I guess my analogy will be a little bit different I think he's a very self-aware Generation Z that's able to captivate pretty much what's been going on mm -hmm. for a very long time and use it for his advantage. That's the way I look at it. That is the better way to put it. But to me, <laughs> gay Takashi 69. I don't even go that far. Well, he is a mastermind troller. As, like I said, Absolutely. Generation Z, probably on the internet for much like for most of his early life mm -hmm. compared to us. Like I think our troll era or our need to like communicate with people online pretty much started in like 2009 or something. Like once you're able to actually make a Facebook. Mm, okay. Yeah. Well, what about MySpace? Well, what about MySpace though? Uh, yeah. Okay. MySpace is one, but. Uh, and AIM. Back in AIM too. You got to give up for AIM. And AOL right. Messenger. We, we right. had it. <laughs> I, was... I, I didn't. Okay. Personally for me, I did not care for those things. Oh, dude. No, I did have, I think MySpace was more of a, uh, a very interesting front page for me to put like cool backgrounds mm -hmm. and moving just well let me tell you something my friend when i was nine years old i told this girl on chat that i was a 16 year old man living in florida my name was jacob and i had an online girlfriend when i was nine years old and i'll never forget when she broke up with me after that i played um come clean by hillary duff trolling <laughs> very trolling but it's like that. I feel like the Gen Z generation is just a little bit more different because yes. it's more like they troll with purpose. 
all our generation trolled one way. Yes. And then they knew the mistakes and mm -hmm. they knew the fun, what was funny, what was bad, and what aged badly and what aged well. Mm -hmm. And they kind of recycled it, but they kind of took different things and kind of split it again and again. So it's kind of recycled over and over and over because trolling has been here in our in human civilization forever. Exactly. It's just trolling. Mm -hmm. But now it's just online, so it's bigger for everybody to see. So the music video within itself was him, you know, trolling, or I could say the devil. Right. Yes. Even the um, being banished, or I guess he's like the story of Lucifer as someone that was with God, then banished mm -hmm. to hell. Yeah. And if you remember the story, Lucifer was an angel, uh, and um, yeah, he wanted he wanted he was God's favorite. Yeah, he was God's and favorite. God was banishing other angels. He was one of them. Mm -hmm. and he threw him to earth, and he fell. And of course, he fell straight to hell. Hence. Why Lil Nas X was using Shriple mm -hmm. to kind of fall straight to hell. It's like he was just telling the story. Yeah. A story that we've been heard, we, we've been told many times from our elders, mm -hmm. um, something from the book of Revelation, but <laughs> not in the New Testament. But, but that, that's, that, that's essentially it. But I also feel like he, he made that video because when he came out, he did get, he did receive a backlash. It wasn't a huge backlash like he is receiving now, but he did receive somewhat of a backlash from like Christians because of course the kids, they always are concerned about the kids because Lil Nas X, um, his fan base initially with Old Town Road and Panini were kids. Okay. Everybody. We would keep saying kids like, yeah, kids know what hit singles are. Kids know what good music is. That is Kids true, like, but let's not was, forget Lil Nas X was going around elementary schools singing the, the damn Old Town Road song, and you had those kids doing the freaking that dance or whatever. They were singing the songs even without them. Like, I really the, hate that. The Fortnite dance. People keep bringing it. It's like, oh, you know, you're singing this song for the kids, the song for the kids. Like, no, the song's never for the kids. Man, F them kids. Hey, I, 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 I totally agree with you in that, but you yeah. can't deny the fact that a lot of his fans were children. You can't was, deny that. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. He's mm -hmm. Generation Z. Mm -hmm. He's able to reach the youth that most people right. can. So when he was having this controversy of, of coming out, um, I feel like, and of course, people are, talk, are always going to talk about homosexuality and, and throwing homosexuals in the pit of fire because, you know, that's what it says in the Bible, whatever. I felt like this was Lil Nas X's way of... Um, making lemonade at the lemons that have been thrown at him the moment he came out. Yeah. He actually did explain that pretty uh, interestingly about how the church failed him when he couldn't, um, when he, it's like he couldn't understand himself at a certain point in time. Mm -hmm. And when he needed help, all he got was pretty much how the church felt about homosexuality and dad did not help him at all. Hence the songs come on through because he was talking about himself. That's right. The songs kind of for the younger little Nas X when he was growing up, mm -hmm. dealing with his um, sexuality. And I feel like that is a thing with a lot of kids that grew up around the church or grew up with family that is heavily spiritual and involved with church. Because I feel like when you grow up around that environment and you start thinking for yourself, you you start developing your own thoughts of what God is and and. Um, you begin to ask questions, right? And sometimes the church doesn't give you, it doesn't give you support, nor does it give you 
the answers that you may want to hear or that guidance you may you feel like you need and sometimes you ask questions that you just think the answer to completely sucks like i remember one time i asked about dinosaurs because dinosaurs are are by the way dinosaurs are real okay i just want to say that dinosaurs are real this is a pro dinosaur podcast this is a pro dinosaur podcast so yeah when i asked questions about like okay so the bible says that you know jesus well not jesus god created man and all that stuff but like what about the dinosaurs first because the dinosaurs were the first were like the first to come before humans so like how do the dinosaurs play into all of this and and someone gave me the explanation of you know um time time is all relative so like what could be a day for god could be like millions of years on earth and i was just like that doesn't sound right to me interesting mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's like what about before the dinosaurs yeah. what about the microbes and the primordial soup you know just eating the, the space dust right That's all we are at the end of the day space mm-hmm. dust. but the calendar um there's actually a concept i forgot what it's called something calendar where they're talking about how time works like yesterday wasn't too long ago in terms mm-hmm. of like the the age of earth Oh, we're going to talk about time and all that stuff when we get to Tenant, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I forgot. Cosmic Calendar. There mm-hmm. you go. Yeah. The cosmic Calendar. If you want to um, use that, uh, Carl Sagan discussed that before. Like, yeah, today is pretty much like dinosaurs were around in mm. terms of the Cosmic Calendar. Because we're looking at, like, uh, billions and trillions of, of years. years together. Anyways, back to bullet point number two. So, bullet point number one music video bullet point number two sneaker now about the sneaker sneaker collab is with mischief and lil nas x and it is the nike air max 97 mm-hmm. and it is called the the satan shoes uh just a brief description it does have red on the bottom it looks like a like a regular nike air max that you've been seeing before mm-hmm. it's a red made- sole they made 666 pairs, costing $1,018, which is in reference to Luke 1018. And if you look it up, it's, it, the verse is about, like, the fall of Satan. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know it's funny? Like, backstory to backstory. It's like Satan is, like, a mistranslation to adversary. Huh. Yeah, so apparently in Greek, it's, like, satanic or something. So when people translate it, they think it's Satan due to the revelations. But it's actually like the real word for what was pronounced in Greek was uh, adversary. Mm. So it's like, oh, they said Satan multiple times in the in the Bible. It's like, no, like if you read the book of Job, it wasn't talking about Satan. It's talking about adversary, right? Just like someone not really against God, but like maybe just like, an op, not yeah, huh? an op, basically. Yeah, someone that's yeah. It, it's very interesting. Oh, the Bible is very interesting, minus the everything else in history. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, it's adversary. But that aside, um, it was it was uh, just the people to know, like, Mischief is known to do absurd things. There is a beautiful business inside an article talking about, like, how the company works and how they're just into creating, like, most absurd and cynical and viral projects. Mm-hmm products could just spread over the internet like two years ago they had the jesus sneaker and that was the last time it was like trending like 
pretty big because people were very upset about yeah. that. Of course, you don't care <laughs> because it's Jesus. Right. So people don't even know about it, but they have a lot of absurd stuff. Right. The CEO, um, Gabriel Wheelie, is the founder. And when they asked him about the company, he said it was like, it's a brand of what? I don't know. Being a company that kills the magic. We're trying to do stuff that the world can't even define. Mm, like so, put a drop yeah. of blood in their sneaker. Put a drop of blood in the sneaker. Do you think and, the, the human blood drop is real? Because I just thought, I don't think it's real. I think it's all just marketing. Like, apparently it is illegal to do that yeah exactly like you just don't come out and say yeah we put blood in this there's no way that's real blood i think to me that's just a marketing ploy yeah i thought the same thing too it could have been a bad i won't call it bad taste but like maybe not reading the room but it's like human civilization a bit extreme even though it went to the satan the, the satanic like scare in the 80s mm -hmm. and 60s and constantly and you have the church of satan and all that stuff the book of satan uh alistair crawley all that stuff every every other decade they're just afraid of it oh yeah so, of course anyways music wise we're back we're back in the game mm-hmm um, pop music has Satan in it all over again, the same way Lady Gaga had Alejandro, right? Not too long ago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> can't forget and that. And of course, you, you can't about that. You can't forget about every every single Rock Nation or Rockefeller video where they throw up the the Rock sign and they think, oh, it's the all seeing eye Illuminati all through like, your no, body. It's just good marketing. It Thank is just you. great marketing, man. I and Lil Nas X, being the king that he is, the troll master that he is, he said that if there's no conspiracy videos about me being in the Illuminati or me being this devil worshiper, then I've worked this hard for nothing. I've worked too <laughs> hard for this in order to, to get a damn Illuminati conspiracy video going. And hey, I'm with him, all right? I think that's top. I think if people cannot believe the amount of luck you have, mm -hmm. they think that you sacrifice something for it and not not wanting to say like you, you work really hard yeah. or you're just lucky in the time you just work out. It's like, no, you don't deserve it. No, you, you sacrificed your family to, yeah, to like, get to where you are. Yeah, like, come on. Like, like you killed your mom to, you know. Like sometimes it's just nepotism, right? right. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like sometimes nepotism just kind of helps me out or sometimes it's just good luck. Right. Oh, but hey, Bash, we didn't tell the people that are listening to this what exactly happened in the video. So basically, Lil Nas X. No, I did. I had to explain the whole concept. Like, he was. In, oh, no, in but the grinding on the devil part and snapping his neck, that's where people lost their ish. I wasn't sure why people were mad about that. Because like, Christian. Because they kept saying, like, you're making fun of God. It's like, but no, he's making fun of the devil, though. Isn't that. No. People don't like, well, Christians people at least. didn't watch the video. No, people definitely saw the video, but people just saw what, it's, what it is. Like people. Up stills of the, of the video. No, you know what it is, Bastion? I think there are two kinds of people. There are different kinds of people that um, can take in art, right? They take it at face value, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's some who who's able to read between the lines of what the, the video or, or the song actually means, right? So, for example, right, when I was a kid, okay, to me, 50 Cent's candy shop just meant, oh, 50 Cent really likes candy. But when you get older, you begin to read between the lines and you're like, ugh, 50 Cent nasty. And I have another example. Go. Uh, uh, not too long ago, 
uh, Vince Staples, North North. Mm. Remember, there was a, there's a mother, a mm-hmm. very Christian mother, listening to the song on the radio. Yeah. And she was just very, very upset about the lyrics for Vince Staples, North North. So, and that, that was the trending. Even um, if I recall Atlanta season two, they made a joke about that. Yeah. So it's kind of viral moments. As you said, you said the perfect thing. People either take it face value or they look in between the lines. Exactly. This video had a lot of in between the lines. Definitely. The, the lyrics, a lot of in between. And if you just follow him for like a week, you, you could figure it out. But Christians and conservatives, however, definitely like, looking at this all at the face Bible value. reading that's in between, in between. Like, right? <laughs> like, even like the Bible reading they're doing, right. they don't understand what they're doing. It's like, like you know, I mean, like, I took a Western civilization class in college, quote unquote, and like the professor oh, yeah, we went into like details about the inter in- interpretation. Like you can interpret one way, but someone's interpreting it a whole different way, mm-hmm. and it all depends on your culture. So you're, you know the but Bastion, the- my children listen to that Little Nas X. Okay, that Little Nas X is nothing but a ninja. Okay. Wide nose, breathing all the white man's air. <laughs> it, it's it's just ridiculous to me. It's over. It's I know we are in a reactionary culture, very reactionary culture. That's all it, it is, is now. We just react and then we'll forget about it in like a month or two. But, but this is common reactionary. It's like yeah, they constantly react to that particular subject matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole devil, then music, then it's like, if it's secular, then it's a problem, you know? So what, what, what more can we talk about? This is just, and also Nike suing them. Which they can't, well, I know why they're doing it, um, because a lot of people were looking towards Nike and telling Nike that, oh, I can't believe you guys okay this. I can't believe you guys are issuing out these sneakers and I'm never going to wear Nikes again, which is a lie because... You know, they, they are partnered with Jordan. I hope you do realize this. So you're not going to stop wearing Nikes. But anyways, um, I think this was Nike's way of just saying, hey, we're not a part of whatever Lil Nas X and that company are doing. So, hey, we're suing just to let you know that we're not a part of this. But that that case isn't going to go through at all because, one, that company bought the air the air max 97s they bought they bought pairs of it so they can so now as the buyers of that now as the owners of it you can do whatever you want to that shoe and you can flip it if you want case in point bastion you bought a you have a bmw 01 right Mm -hmm. you customize that interior of the bmw 01 if you want to go and sell that bmw 01 now BMW can't go, oh, you changed the interior, you got you gave it new parts, you put in a new engine, you can't do that because this is our car. You can't do that. They can't do that because you purchased that you purchased that vehicle and you can yeah. do whatever you want with it. It's the same thing with the Satan shoes. It's the yeah. same thing with the Satan shoes. They Nike cannot do it. The only reason why Nike is doing this is because of the backlash that they are receiving which they shouldn't because it's not even their company doing it's it. It's reactionary. It's all reactionary, yeah. but that's why I think it's not going to stick. What do you think? 
it's not gonna stick but i like i said it's so reactionary it's kind of beautiful to see the generations looping to each other um because one generation will have this like maybe 20 or 30 years ago and they will have to deal with this teenagers hearing it from their elders and parents and now they're doing the same exact thing to their kids talking about my our music back in the day was like this like no it, it's the same elvis thing. was a weirdo okay it, it was the same thing so in terms of just like wrapping up everything's nonsense uh, great music video from Lil Nas X. Shout really out to Lil Nas X, man. He makes great, great music. He makes slaps, okay? <laughs> I know last time I played Holiday during the Christ during Christmas holidays, but like, yo, Lil Nas X or whatever team is behind Lil Nas X, I don't know if he writes his own stuff, but they're great at what they do for Lil Nas X. He is killing the game. He's going to be one of the biggest superstars of this decade. I can feel it, okay? And I'm waiting... I am so waiting for the Lil Nas X debut album. I can't wait because that seven track thing that he released back in like 2019, 19. that was just an EP. So I can't wait for the debut album of Lil Nas X. I, it has to come out this year, right? Like, please. Yeah, it should and, be. And that's and that uh, it just sold out within five seconds. Came out like March 29th. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Shout out to you, Lil Nas X. We're a fan of you. We stand by you. And please come on Black Seinfeld because that would be awesome. Gotcha. <laughs> Let's get into the next song. We're going to play a little bit of this one since it's a little bit long and we want to hop into the next topic. Oh, no, let, let them, I want to hear the full track if you don't mind. But in order to parallel <laughs> to Satan, I wanted to have a, a nice song called Heavenly Dream. Mm. <laughs> By the KGs. By, by the KGs. Check it out. We'll be right back. Once again, you're tuned into Black Seinfeld here at 99.5 FM, WBAI in New York.
God damn, the KG's heavenly dream. Welcome back to Black Seinfeld, the show about nothing. And once again, we thank you to all the YouTube viewers. Once again, go to YouTube.com, search up Black Seinfeld, and that way you can watch all of our videos to our full episode of the podcast as well as different clips and highlights of the show please don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment and smash that like button and leave the bell on for that notification bastion did i do that correctly beautiful thank you so tuesday i finally did it man after a year from going to the movie theaters i decided hey this would be a great time to go back to the theaters because I'm half vaccinated and movie theaters are now open for everyone in the city. Well, AMC at least in private theaters, I think. Um, oh shoot. Regal's open now. Regal just opened with the release of Kong and uh, versus Godzilla. So the last time I've been to the movies was, the beginning of March 2020, and I think the last movie I remember seeing was Sonic the Hedgehog. You yeah, saw that movie in theaters. I saw that movie in theaters. I remember that? Yeah, I found you for it. You you would have. It was actually yeah. a good movie. Like it wasn't bad at all. It was better than what I expected because I came in with the worst sort of expectations due to. The um, mishandling of Sonic earlier on. Remember the the first design of Sonic? He looked too realistic. It was weird. Like he, Sonic looked nothing like Sonic at all. But the real reason why I wanted to see this movie was Jim Carrey as Dr. Eggman was, was going to be entertaining for me at least because I'm a huge Jim Carrey fan. But anyways, the first time back to the theaters. And I got to tell you, man, the theaters were empty. Because, again, no one wants to go out. 42nd Street was empty. Like, I'd say 90% of the stores that were originally there are gone. There's only a handful of stores that have survived West 42nd Street. And the reason why I went to West 42nd Street, because the movie that we're going to talk about was the only theater that actually had this movie in IMAX, which is what I wanted to see this. And Bastion, you swore to me that we were going to see this together, but we end up did not not seeing this together. And Tenant came out September 2020, I want to say, right? It came out around that time. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I wanted to see this was, one, because it's a Christopher Nolan film. And two, it's starring John David Washington. Um, so, Bastion, from what you remember of the movie, what are your initial thoughts? I loved it. I thought it was a great movie. It did have its flaws, and I did have my misunderstand um, things that I thought I didn't understand. Okay. But overall, um, I, I actually liked it. I liked the, the pacing of it. I like the concept because it was a bit different than I expected, mm-hmm. and it was very new. I could imagine this as an anime, more <laughs> really, as like a like a comic book of anything. Um, but yeah, I, I I liked it a lot. I did I did watch it twice. As okay. I said, it was uh, very hard to understand mm-hmm. in certain scenes, and yeah, I liked it. That's that's why I could say. Well, what's your thoughts? Okay. So Christopher Nolan has his faults, right? And some of his major faults 
is the fact that he likes to over explain things in movies, right? Christopher Nolan loves telling you things instead of showing you what's going on, right? And I think within the first hour and a half of the movie, because this movie is like two and a half hours long, it's a lot of telling you, right? A lot of it is telling you about the inversion and what it is, right? And I think that's the issue that Christopher Nolan has sometimes is that he tries to overly explain stuff to you, but if I once I broke down the movie, it's very simple, right? To me, no, what Tenant is, it's just an espionage movie. It's a spy movie. It sticks to it sticks to the the espionage spy scripture, but it's just so Nolan to death and so long and it meanders for so damn long and it's heavily um, dialogue that you get tired of it within the first hour and a half of the movie, which is exactly what happened to me. First things first, it, he just dropped you straight into the movie. Like no warning, no nothing. It just, you're just straight into the movie of uh, the protagonist played by John David Washington, which by the way, he doesn't even have a name. He's a blank character. He, he just, um, he just goes into this freaking uh, Russian opera or whatever. And he starts shooting and killing First off, who the hell is this guy? Why should I care? And that's what I felt about a lot of these characters. Who are you and why should I care, right? Um, also, the major thing about this movie is the inversion, right? Which is basically, it's basically time traveling, but Christopher Nolan is trying to explain it as it's not time traveling. It just is. It just is what it is, which is complete BS because what it is is time traveling where they go through this inversion, which is like this this other dimension where everything that they're experiencing is in reverse, right? That's the that's the easiest way to explain it. Um, there's this main villain who who is able to who who is who's essentially like this godlike character who can manipulate time so he can go. So, so he can time travel um, with that whole inversion reverse theory, but also he can go, he can switch back and go to um, the present day. So it's basically time manipulation, right? That's all it is. It's just time traveling. Yeah, it's just time traveling espionage film. And once I broke it down to that, um, it was just a math film, to me at least, because, like I said, the first hour and a half of the movie. It was just boring and it was dull and it was it was just over explaining and they tried so hard to like explain everything to you but you get lost pretty easily and I don't know about you Bastion but I think the um the sound quality was horribly mixed like there were certain things in the dialogue that I couldn't make out like legitimately due to like the ambient sounds and like the atmospheric sounds and and all of the um the background noise i don't know what it was but i don't know if you remember anything like that but i really couldn't hear some of the dialogue so my setup at home is like i have my 5k monitor mm -hmm. and i have my uh studio speakers yeah so of course i was playing it loudly and i agree 100 Understand what you said. It's very, very difficult to understand. Great. So I so watched it the whole wasn't movie me. with subtitles. <laughs> oh, see, I didn't have that luxury. See, yes. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I had something clogged in my ears because 
once again, I'm on IMAX, okay? The sound is like, it's top quality sound, and it's a huge ass picture. So I'm thinking like, I don't know, maybe it's my ears or something, but in, in looking at reviews and stuff and how other people were um, experiencing the film, they had the, same, they had the same exact issue with this film. They couldn't hear a lot of the dialogue. Yeah, uh, the producer uh, that was making most of the music in the movie, Ludwig, mm-hmm. the same one that made a lot of the music in the book, uh, Black Panther. Yeah. And he, he's great. And also Star Wars, mm-hmm. um, Mandalorian. He's just awesome. So when I knew that, when I heard he was going to do the, 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 the soundtrack, I was like, mm-hmm. all right, this is going to be fire. So yeah, they put his music on 12 and they put all the talking and dialogue on maybe like five or six. Yeah. Those certain scenes where, as you said, they do explain a lot of things, mm-hmm. and it's kind of up to you to put the pieces together. Right. It's more, and I will kind of say this is more like a comic book, where you kind of quickly skim it and not take your time to read it. Like, you're right. just looking at the pictures, and you're kind of piecing together. It's like, okay, let, next page, next page. Who's the man? Oh, the man's just the husband. It's the, it's the wife. Right. The, she, she's the one. That you gotta talk to. Okay, keep 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 going, keep going. Oh, they jump out the building. Keep going, keep going. That's kind of the way I looked at the movie. Right. So I didn't see. Yeah, it's just an espionage movie. Just it them is trying to get something in the most difficult way done. It's not an easy like. Oh, let's just make like a uh, James Bond movie. No, I think it is a James okay, Bond fine, movie. Fine, fine. But, no, 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 no. Wait, but wait, the wait. Christopher Nolan version of a James Bond movie. There, there it is because. It's you don't want to do things because it's easy. You mm-hmm. want to do things because it's hard. And right. That's what makes Christopher Nolan Christopher Nolan. Exactly. Like of course, um, what's what's a what's a decent Nolan film? Um, Inception is pretty tight. Inception is great, but only due to the test of time. Because mm-hmm. I could remember people hated it when it came out. Oh really? And people made jokes. Oh yeah. Oh dude, well, yeah, because they didn't understand know, what Inception is. Most most people don't. Right. But now, if you watch the movie because we've seen it so many times or we play in our head or we had so many discussions about it, mm-hmm. we now have a better understanding about it. That's fair. And that's what this movie was supposed to be. It was supposed to be one of those movies we watch either once or twice where we watch that once and remember it so well that when we're discussing with other people, we're just constantly talking about it. Mm-hmm. And within a couple of years, you're going to talk about it. like, yeah, Tenet's cool. Like you just like it now because you're in the age where you want, you saw it in the movie theater literally by yourself. That is and true. there was no one there at work or no one there in the streets and no one there at the bar where you're like, yo, I just saw Tenet. I didn't get it. And then it's like, yeah, I didn't get it either. And then you're just frustrated talking about no, it. No, but here's the thing. I got it at the second half of the movie when you actually got to see them t- time travel, right? Do it, do it again because right. the first time they did it, you're like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, what you said is me in reverse. Like mm-hmm. the first half I thought was boring. The second half when he did pretty much the first half again – that's when that I was, I was awake. Yes, yes. That was when I was awake. The final half hour of the movie, the final hour of the movie. When, when he... I understood it. But see, the crazy thing is, though, right? Yeah. I low-key... Okay, spoiler alert. Did you predict um, the initial fight scene that happened, right? Mm-hmm. Where um, John David Washington was fighting the dude that was in the mask. Did you automatically assume that he was fighting himself? No. I did. I, I, because I guess, you know, going to school for like film and stuff, I automatically assumed like he had to have been fighting himself because, you know, they were talking about time travel so much where I'm like, 
this dude has to be fighting himself or something like that. And so once he went back in time or whatever and, and did all that stuff, I was like, I was right. He was fighting himself. Yeah. Um, I kind of took that into consideration mm -hmm. when I'm trying, I'm trying to remember the characters' names. Uh, Robert, Robert Pattinson? Patterson. Yeah. Character. Which is his um, best friend, basically. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet, <laughs> but he is. Yeah. Um, Robert Patterson's character was like, like stopped him. And then he looked, he took off the mask and he kind of let him go. And mm -hmm. I kind of had an idea because in most situations in time travel, the one that understands it the most would not affect it. Right. And he understood exactly. it a lot more than the protagonist at the moment. Mm -hmm. That's why he was so cool with him. It's like, yo, it's like, you're going to be like, we're going to have many memories mm -hmm. later on. Like once they, his character, once he, the protagonist found out the character, Neil played by Robert Patterson was all in it. Yeah, like he he knew everything already, so that that's that's kind of um. I know you you, you probably don't like it, but I, I think one. It's not thing... that I don't like it. I just didn't like the first hour and a half of the movie. But when it got to like the visuals and the actual time traveling and all that stuff, like I said, the like the final hour and a half of the movie, mm -hmm. like that's where that movie shined. Here's something that I will never take away from Nolan. The visuals are always on point, whether it be yeah. Dark Knight or Inception or hell, Dunkirk. even Inter Dunkirk, Interstellar. The visuals are always fire. The effects are always dope. And that's why I really loved about this film. Um, I wouldn't mind watching a behind the scenes um, the, making the of the movie. Things. Yeah, it's because I want to see how they actually did the, the reverse and stuff. How they actually did the time travel reversing thing because I thought the way that was put together was fire. The whole building scene where they where they um tried to destroy that building at the end, fire too. Where they had oh, yeah. team A, team B, one's in reverse, one is actually presently there. And they they're, they're You understood that? Yeah. It was annoying. That thing was annoying. All right, <laughs> that that last scene, like yeah. the last twenty five minutes, was like the longest twenty five minutes ever. I thought it was dope. I thought that part. I thought that I whole was, ending was dope. It could probably be the the movie theater making it multiple, like more interesting than mm -hmm. me at home watching True. that scene. Well, yeah, man. I mean, big it's ass IMAX screen. screen, which is yeah. why I wanted to make sure I wanted to see that film particularly in theaters and IMAX because once once you're dealing with no with Nolan like the the visuals are always going to be top notch when you see it in that in that environment which is why I wanted to see it in in the theaters and that's why I appreciate the visuals of that movie and that scene within itself but to me like you know all that stuff doesn't make up a good movie to me it's like to me, at least, I give it like a six out of ten, slightly above average, and I I'm still... dinging it on the head because of, yeah, that first hour and a half of the film. Like it just took a lot to get into. I still think it would have worked better as like a comic book, because mm -hmm. then you know and you're allowed to just read a lot of the words and the explanations. I and agree. When you get into the cutscene, it's like all quiet and just like a lot of. No, so you could just read it in the color. Mm -hmm. That's why I look at it. I, I completely understand what you mean. They did explain it multiple times, and you, the viewer, 
still didn't understand it. Right. Because the protagonist didn't understand it. Exactly. Until the protagonist did it, then a protagonist was able to do it. Because the way I look at it is they're explaining everything to the protagonist is because they're explaining everything to you, the viewer. True. So you That's and fair. the protagonist are learning everything at the same exact time, mm-hmm. and they don't want you to assume anything by without the protagonist there for you. Mm-hmm. But see, here's, here's what irked me about those explanations, right? Because the first explanation, I was like, oh, this is time travel. And then they're like, no, this isn't time travel. But then... It's, yeah, it's not time travel, though. It's like there's it a reality in reverse. No, there's a reality in reverse, and it's moving the same way that we're moving. But it's moving the opposite direction. Hence, They're the going cells... back in time, though. No, it's not, it's not going back in time, per se, because you can't, you can't really be within that moment. What you're trying to do is uh, you're just you're kind of reliving the reverse of that time that already happened. But how do you get there, though? That's that's kind of the whole thing. It's like you you, you go through the machine, you get right. to the other side, and you're just reversing within that moment. It's not like you could go back in time, then get out, and now you're in the past again. Like you still have to go back to the present tense. But you're altering the future, or you're altering what was or what would have been because that dude wouldn't have been but because that dude who killed himself basically who was who was this godlike dude they like he was went, already dead he was already dead but they went back to reverse him even dying to to kill off the earth thing no but he was dead already because if you remember when the woman was with his child with the child and yeah the white she, girl the, the oh yeah that's what it felt like <laughs> yeah the white girl so when she said something very interesting, it was like when she was coming back with her child and she saw the woman jump off the boat and she, she said like she wanted that sense of freedom, mm-hmm. not knowing that, she, you know, that she her. is the woman that jumped off the boat is right. there was a sense of freedom because mm-hmm. she said like when it got to the when she got on the boat, he already disappeared like he wasn't there because it already happened. That's the thing about times like, if you, you know, depending on which theory you believe in, it already happened. Even if you travel back in time, the events are already stuck place you caused it that's why it's already in place is it time travel who cares it was a movie you know conversion that's all i could say six out of ten what do you rate it i i give it a seven out of ten okay you know like i said it's a decent film and it will probably be better in the movie theater experience and it's like i said it'll be probably better as a comic book word and i probably enjoy it more if I could ask for subtitles next time, but, you know, let's see if, if the movie theaters will accommodate me with that. Oh, by the way, at the theater, there's this rule where you had to have your mask on at all times, even while you're in the theater. But yeah. since we, there was only like three of us in the theater and we were all spaced out, we just took off our mask. And yeah. it was not like it was not like the employees even came to the theater to check either, because there was a lot more people at the movies then there were employees. There was only like a handful of, of employees. And also, I got to say this, right? This was like the biggest F you that I experienced at the theaters. So at AMC, or for most theaters for that matter now, there is a, a Coca-Cola freestyle machine, right? And with that, you can go to the machine, get any sort of Coca-Cola product that you want, and go on with, with your day and go on with your movie. But also, you can get as many free refills as you want. So what they did was they had a worker at at the um 
at the Coca-Cola machines and it's all blocked off and stuff. And like she's taking drink orders, right? So you just give her your cup and you tell her what you want. And then there's this big ass sign that says no free refills at this time. So you only get one freaking serving of, of drink and you better make sure you don't finish that drink because you won't get any refills. That was BS. I had an issue with that. Yeah, okay, first world problems. Anyway, it is first world problems, but dude, I'll let you rant. But like, I, I, I never finished a drink, anyways. Same. Yeah, so I never. I, I don't care. Refill the drink. It's free refills, man. You gotta, you gotta get in your free. Thirsty, bro. Come on, just buy a large drink. If you come back with the thirty-two ounce, then you drink a sixty-four ounce within two hours. It's a problem, man. Drink some water. But you can't water even straight. get the water. No, you can't even get a free refill of water. You, you can. You just gotta ask. Like, oh, let me get some water. No, because of COVID or whatever, you already drank through through your straw, or whatever. So you got all your germs in the cup. They'll just give you a cup, a brand new cup. That's it. That, that ain't gonna water. happen. But anyways, all right. Let let's get into Obi Wan Kenobi. They are yes. now starting production they're a bit late maybe a couple months late mm -hmm. because what i'm assuming is they had to change the script it's going to be a couple of episodes i think four episodes and it's going to be a short series wait only four episodes yeah an hour each an hour a piece I'm, I'm assuming okay um, this is the last information i got they probably would have updated it i didn't see any new updates i just know that they're going to start production mm -hmm. of the obi-wan film and Erwin McGregor is back. Yeah, Ewan um, McGregor is back. He's back as Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I'm Hayden excited. And is going to be in the movie as well. That's right. I'm assuming Darth Vader or maybe Anakin flashbacks. I am assuming Anakin flashbacks most definitely. Maybe they'll do a couple of Clone Wars references in it. But I kind of I brought it to the show. So we kind of discuss predictions to mm -hmm. see what do you think they're going to do when it comes out later next year i, I like think early next year or maybe may next year me personally i was hoping for like an old ben series where where kenobi he's on tatooine he's looking after uh, a young luke skywalker he's just helping him out you know he's just he's basically luke's um guardian angel from afar so you know he knows everything about luke he sees the progression of luke right but luke knows he just knows him as old Ben, right? But he knows nothing of the Jedi past because I think um, it's it'll be Obi Wan and ten years, ten years after Episode Three. Yeah, so I believe it'll just be Obi Wan and Yoda to be like the last of the Jedi, correct? Or theoretically, no? yeah. Theoretically, so yeah, I think it's just gonna be um, old Ben just being the the guardian of of Tatooine. Really, that's what I think is going to happen and you're going to have all of these threats trying to go after a young Luke Skywalker. No. That's just me. No, no threats going after young Luke Skywalker. He's non-existent. He's not known until he confronts Darth Vader. That's but, when he becomes known. But what about the um the whole Darth Maul, Darth Maul. thing? Yeah. So the Darth Maul thing has to do with the he was able to get a Horcrux, not Horcrux, a uh, Holocron, Horcron, whatever, a Sith one, and it told a prediction of like the fall because mm -hmm. he was aware of 
when things were going to fall, and he knew things were going to fall again, but he didn't know who. Uh, so after he learned that information, he wanted the one person he wanted to like kill. It's not Luke, who was actually Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. So when he went there, he fought Obi Wan, and Obi Wan's like, "Are you looking after the child?" It's like, "Yes, it's the one that's going to save up both of us." It's like, yeah, because you know, Sidious ruined all their everybody's life. Mm-hmm. That's the way I look at it because it it only fits for that particular person because of the story arc from Episode One, and they just finished it off in Rebels, mm-hmm. of course. He's just a throwaway character in episode one, but Dave Filoni and George Lucas uh, de- de- gave him more of a defining character arc compared to stronger things. So, <laughs> so, yeah, if you wanted to use that example, that's the only person you could uh, allow that story to be told. Mm-hmm. But that story kind of happened maybe 16 years after episode one, a little bit later, two years before episode four. Okay. So it wouldn't work. Um, around this time, uh, ten years after Episode Four, um, he is probably still part of the the a mafia, mm. as we saw in Solo. So there's no need for them to go over that as well. So whatever this is, it could be either. In my opinion, I think Obi Wan's going to leave the planet for a short period of time mm-hmm. to look for another Jedi to try to kind of keep it going. When he gets there. My prediction. Okay. He gets there. It was just a trap. It was a beacon looking for other Jedi's, and you know, it could be either a uh, a dark Jedi or uh, or maybe like Darth Vader, just attacking mm. him. But yeah, I do believe that he will fight Darth Vader in this film. Okay. Huh. I think what can happen is. Well, what it is going to happen is it's going to be the aftermath. We're going to see like an aftermath of episode three, Revenge of the Sith, right? And we're going to see uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. We're going to see that flashback of of episode three of that final battle. I think we're going to definitely see that. And we're going to see how that has um, screwed with Obi-Wan Kenobi's mind, potentially. Um, I think at the end of this series, right? Where I would like for it to end is Obi-Wan making his way to Tatooine. I think that would be cool. Oh, yeah. Not the Dark Jedis. I meant to say Inquisitors. Dark Jedis aren't real. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Inquisitors. Uh, that's probably... You probably like fight one of them or so. Just so he has someone to fight. Yeah. They want him to see... They want to see him swinging a lightsaber. That's the whole concept. True. I don't know. I don't really see any purpose in making this movie. I, hey, I putting agree. It in a comic book or a book, but I think people do want to see like, you know, they do want to see Charles Obi-Wan Soul Kenobi. get on it. No, Charles Soul get on a, another comic book. He already made uh, the uh, Lando comic book, and he made Poe Dameron. Go ahead and do all be one. Oh well, Lando is getting his own TV show as well. Charles Gambino again? Yeah, we discussed this. Maybe we forgot. I we forgot. Definitely Definitely, definitely forgot. forgot. Maybe Disney forgot too. I haven't seen them discuss anything new for Star Wars for a while. Mm-hmm. But Lando is supposed to get a TV show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, Gambino's been busy too. He's been busy with that weak ass rollout that he came out with last year. That horrible album that came out a year ago. Three point fifteen point twenty twenty. That one. March fifteen. Oh, that's funny. It, 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 it was a year ago. Yeah, it, it's a great album, bro. I don't I don't care if you don't like it. 
it was a great album. It wasn't more of an album roll rollout. It's more like here's a project that I've been working on, and I'm not going to perform it this year because of COVID. So yeah. Yeah, here's a blank canvas. Here are the songs. You put the you name it whatever you want. That was lazy. That was pure laziness. Not really. It's a artistic expression. You could do whatever. Falcon you Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> you just hate him. All right, let's discuss uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We wanted to discuss it last week, but we kind of ran out of time. We are almost running out of time anyway. So briefly, we're going to talk Winter Soldier. About the Falcon. first two episodes. Yeah, first Spoilers. two episodes. So spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Marvel done did it again, man. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, fire. Like I'm saying, like I said with WandaVision, this is the aftermath of Endgame, right? And without, there is no Captain America. And if you've watched Endgame, you know that Steve Rogers, a.k.a. Joe Biden, the 46th president of the United States, passed the mantle of Captain America to Sam Wilson, a.k.a. Papa Doc, a.k.a. Clarence, a.k.a. Anthony Mackie, right? And at the end of Endgame, you know, Steve said, you know, how does that feel? What's it feel like? And and um, Sam was like, it feels like this doesn't belong to me. So because of that, Sam freaking gave up the shield to to the government to the was it the Smithsonian or was it like yeah yeah like the it's like a museum for yeah, for Captain America Captain America and his uh, patriots that helped won the war yeah exactly and then freaking they they came out essentially with a new symbol of hope a new Captain America is now here has now emerged and Sam is irked. Bucky is irked because Sam didn't take the mantle as Captain America. Um, Captain America, I'm sorry, Captain America, because I'm I'm still thinking of Sam Wilson as the Captain America, which is gonna happen by the end of this series. He's definitely taken up that mantle, but Sam Wilson's broke. That sucks, okay? Because that 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 storyline within itself of yo, how do these superheroes actually get paid? I think that was pretty clever because I figured, you know, after you you sacrifice your life to save the world multiple times, I figured you'd be loaded for the rest of your life, sort of like Tony Stark status, right? But hell no, Sam Wilson is broke AF, bruh, and he couldn't get loans, although he was like the Falcon, he's an Avenger, he tried to go to the damn bank to get a loan out for his fam, the, the freaking... The bank teller is a huge fan, but he couldn't issue no loans, nothing. Yeah, was it because he he's had... black? Is that is it because he's black too? <laughs> to be very like, like, kind of like focus on the story, and I thought it was very interesting being a black superhero and you're not rich. Like this yeah. is military. He's military. He is military. So he was only given to what he's only given the amount that the government could contract him. So, yeah, he's a superhero for hire, but it's not like they're paying him a million dollars for doing a superhero job, right? It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, that's why in episode two, when they're able to track him and Bucky, it's like, how did you track me? It's like, oh, how, oh, how did you find us? It? Like, we tracked you. You're literally wearing military armor. Yeah. It's not yours. His you know, suit, you didn't, you his... didn't invent it yourself. You're right. the one using it, but you didn't invent it. Mm -hmm. So that sucks. It, it kind of just sucks all around it's like so we is, own you yeah we own you it's like and he does discuss 
Like, you can't just go out and do your own thing because that's what he did with Steve, and they were just uh, outlaws for, like, those two years. Right. He doesn't want to live like that anymore. You know, he's back home. He got pardoned. Everybody got pardoned. That was the uh, aftermath of Civil War. Yeah, because Mm -hmm. they did everything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They did everything. So this story pretty much revolves around being a black superhero, in my opinion, plus Mm -hmm. Bucky. Plus Bucky, yeah. You know, and White Wolf. Mm -hmm. And... Winter Soldier. For him to get, like, all this struggle within the first two episodes, even though they, like, the fight, right? They had a fight in the streets and the cops came because they had an arrest warrant on Bucky. Mm-hmm. But they're ready to kind of fight Sam, too. Of course. To the point where Bucky is like, do you know who this is? And he kind of pointed to that and was like, oh, Mr. Wilson. Like, still Jigga. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you're still. And it hurts. That was, it, that scene hurt me more than I don't know how he acted. It just hurt me so much. Yeah, that I had to watch that scene. Like a black superhero is just known because he's been out since like you said, like Captain America two. Yeah, since the so Winter Soldier, like he's been years. out. Yes, yeah, he's a known Avenger. Mm-hmm. Like ten years, exactly. So people know him. And in this timeline, it's like what twenty twenty three anyway. So it's been more than ten years. It has to have been like fifteen years tops. Yeah, is. Tony uh, Tony Stark started in 2008. Yep, in that world. And then the blip happened, and you know, five years later has passed. So it's like 2023, 24 yeah. max. Exactly. So that sucks. Hell yeah. And he couldn't get like a payment plan from Tony, but I guess he didn't think about that. Bruh. While yeah, he was man. Alive. I guess he wasn't struggling when he was alive. I don't think so either. The blip. Right. Before the blip. After the blip, that's when everything kind of yeah. out of hand, the financing. It's like, yeah. you didn't exist for five years. It's like, dude, it's like... And that's what I really enjoyed about about the MCU in, in, this, in this timeline is because we're dealing with the after effects of the blip, right? Because for five years, half of the population didn't exist, right? And so now that you know, people just magically reappeared again. You have to think about increased homelessness. You have to think about now the actual politics of everything, right? And now this um this super villain group led by um freaking what's his face again? Um, bad guy in Civil War, Zemo or Zeno or something like that, right? Zemo. Zemo. There you go. He is leading this army, which is basically no. He's not leading. Well, he's the he's the main villain. No. No, he's not. They're going to talk to No, they didn't even present him yet. They're probably going to talk to him because he knew about the super soldier stuff. Okay, but he's fair. Not, he's not the villain. It's like the, the red mask. Well, the mask villains are basically this faction that is trying to go back to the time of, of the blip, essentially. Yeah, which is weird. I'm hoping there's a more explanation to that. Mm-hmm. Maybe that fraction, that's like the idea, but there's like a bigger issue behind it. And this is the, like the supporters. Mm-hmm. But what I'm more interested in is like how they were able to have like those super shoulder uh, powers. Yeah. Because there's, apparently there's more. Mm-hmm. And they showed a black character who, who actually did fight Bucky more than 60 years ago. Mm-hmm. But when he came back, he went to jail and he was experimented on. So he had a completely different take compared to like him and Captain America. So I'm very interested to see where this is going because this is more uh, race centered than I thought, especially for yeah. a, a Disney. It's like it's not like um, Watchmen, right? Mm-hmm. Watchmen was very like 
It's in your face. Very in your face. This one is a bit more subtle. Yeah, this one, nah, it's still in your face. I thought the cops, like, trying to arrest or trying to get ready to fight Wilson was very, very, like, in your face. Mm. Even as a superhero, if they don't know you, they don't know you. So, Damn, bro. I don't know. I thought so far it's only been two two episodes. episodes out. And... It was just painful watching those two episodes. Like, wow, you're you're struggling. And this you're is really struggling. And this is the route you're really going on right now. And the because f- I could, I'm sorry, continue. No, yeah, this is the route that he's going on. Yeah, yeah, but also the fact that they chose a new Captain America, and it's a white bread baby face Captain America too. They didn't even think about say, saying, "Hey, you know what, Sam." You know, Steve wanted you to have the shield, so why don't you do the honors of being the next Captain America? They went back to the white bread baby face dude, and he has another black sidekick. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. That was hella interesting. I thought it was interesting because the first episode, you hate him, right? I still hate him. In the second episode, they gave him, like, he's nervous. And this is not what you wanted, but right. he's the best for the role. And his best friend is like, yo, you got this, bro. So now you kind of have a little bit more character, the man in the suit. There's a bit is more that... sympathy towards him. But a, the fact a lot that more he, sympathy. But the fact that, you know, he's people are calling him Cap and Captain America. No, no, you don't have those honors, sir. There's no, only one sh- Cap. there's only one Cap. But hey, if Cap wanted to, to, to give the mantle off to, to Sam or hell, even Bucky, all right, then I would call them Cap, okay? I'm not calling you Cap. You're just Cap. You're not the real Cap. You're the Cap Cap. Yeah. You're fake Cap. Yeah. You're Cap Cap. Yeah, um, I don't know where they're going to take this series. It is very interesting. They had a good fight scene in the, in the second episode. It's like, all right, so they're still able to give you that high-quality Marvel action. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right. We're on week to week. Let's, let's see. I know I was thinking Wanda was pretty broke too, you know, yeah. after she left. So she, she didn't have any money either. That is true. But to be fair, she can just craft up her own house. That's exactly. And they, that's what they, she did, essentially. That's what she did, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, well, she has a house like, right. to, to, to grow old in. Yeah. To me, um, I'm going to end this episode on this. I think at the end of this series... Sam Wilson will take the mantle as your new Captain America, and that's going to go into the, the, the new movies as well, where we see Sam Wilson as Captain America. I'm Next saying Spider-Man. it. Exactly. I'm saying this. It's, going, it's, it's like the comic books, damn it. Don't you screw me on this, Marvel. He better take up the mantle as Captain America. I don't want him just to stay as Falcon, all right? Falcon's cool, but, like, give my man the shield, too. All right. Well, even if Captain America comes back as Captain America. That is BS if he comes back. I'd be pissed off if he comes back, honestly. Honestly, because that because that ending to Endgame was a great ending. Like that was it. That was the that's the nice ending towards one of the best superheroes, one of the best revivals of a superhero to to one that we thought was was kind of corny for a while that no one really cared about Captain America like that. No one gave a damn about Captain America because when it came to Marvel, you only cared about a couple of them. You only cared about Spider-Man, Hulk, and all the X-Men. That's it. No one really gave a crap about Captain America until the MCU came came into play. Back. 
And with that, we want to thank you all so much for tuning into Black Seinfeld. Once again, please subscribe to us on YouTube and like and follow us on all social media platforms and podcasting platforms. And before we like to go, I would just like to say this. Stay hydrated. Take 10 minutes out your day to stretch. If you drink, don't drive. And if you drive, don't drink. You know what I'm saying? FDT, Free Palestine, suck your mother. We out. Peace. Peace. Real quick, what's the song we're going out to? Great question. So the last song I want to end the show with is Steve Monet, Only You. Boogie out. Peace.
Hello, Steve. I want some more of that stuff. 